Melanie Flower here, your host on the Self-Belief School podcast. Today we are talking people-pleasing. So I'm going to go through some, not all, of people-pleasing traits and features and I would love for you to head over to the Self-Belief House on Telegram, my free community over on Telegram, to let me know if you can spot any of these traits in yourself and what you think. And let's crack on with the episode. Hello, my friend. How are you? It is good to be back in your ears today. Now today I want to talk about people pleasing and some of the ways you might not realize that you're people pleasing. Okay, Because sometimes when we think of a people pleaser we might think of like um, some toadying servant who's running behind their master tugging their forelock. Yes master, no master. Um, and you might think oh goodness you know that's not me you know I do as I please. But I'm just going to point out some some ways that you might be people-pleasing without realising it. And it's not to say that it's bad to be a people-pleaser. You're not a bad person or doing something wrong. The issue is that if you continue to people-please, you are the one who may end up suffering. So the actual official definition of people-pleasing is a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of their own needs or desires. Now, I think it's just so common, people-pleasing, in our society today. And what underpins people-pleasing is an acute fear of rejection. So it's it's a want it's a need to be liked and a fear of being disliked but underneath that it's a fear of being rejection cast out and this is something that's quite uh visceral and deep rooted in us because uh, hundreds of years ago if you were cast out from your community you could die you know when we had to rely on our communities to get by for food and shelter, you uh, were at risk of dying. But we are less so now, but I believe that that uh, visceral ingrained response does still exist with us. And that is why many of us end up bending over backwards to fit in, to be part of the group, to make sure people like us so that we don't have to face any conflict or confrontation or or being stood up to. You know, we do what we can to get by. And, you know, not everyone does. Some people are the aggressive, more overbearing types and they go around doing as they please. But for a tranche of us, we like to keep our heads down and to make it as easy as we can just to stay comfortable and in the group okay so something that you may not realizing realize is a people-pleasing trait is being cheerful in all situations so are you someone who is always uh, happy cheerful uh, jolly on the outside okay do you always put on 
uh, a mask of cheerfulness and very often that mask is there so that other people don't feel discomfort so they're not like oh goodness I don't know what to do this person is sad or unhappy or stressed you don't want that awkwardness so even if you are feeling terrible you put on a cheerful face and you know I know that we all do this sometimes you might just really not want to talk about what's going on you might not be with the right people you might just find it easier to get through certain situations by parking how you're really feeling and having a cheerful disposition so that no one asks you any awkward questions and you can just get through but doing that chronically day in day out is not honoring your own needs and how you feel it's that is too exhausting to constantly wear a mask. There, there, there should be people who you can be yourself with and you can reveal how you're feeling, okay? Another one is not wanting to ask for something different. That might be in a restaurant, a hospital, a friend's house. I wrote an email recently to my uh, email community about a relative of mine who is having a lot of hospital and medical appointments and their calendar is quite rigid with all of these appointments and they don't have time to do things that they need to for themselves like take a break or go on holiday but this person wouldn't dream of asking for any of the appointments to be rearranged even though that's a perfectly reasonable um, request they didn't want to rock the boat they didn't want to uh, annoy their caregivers okay you know what happens in a restaurant when you get food that's not right do you just say oh it's fine you know I'll get on with it or if there's something on a menu that you like one bit of it but you don't like one of it you know would you ask for the sauce on the side or would you say can I have um, potatoes instead of rice these are all ways that you are not feeling that your needs are important enough to vocalize okay and what about not offering a preference? So you might you might find yourself never recommending where to go or what to do um, so do you always let other people decide where you're going to go or what you're going to do socially? Do you like to just say, I don't mind? Is I don't mind one of your phrases that you use a lot? And I mean, as a child, I used to say, I don't mind all the time. I would go to someone's house and they'd say, what would you like to drink? And I'd say, I don't mind. And I remember um, one of my friend's mum saying to me, saying, just say. And... Um, it's, it's actually quite annoying if you say I don't mind the whole time because it gives the burden of choosing to someone else. And sometimes people like to choose, but sometimes it can be you want a break from that. You want somebody else to take control or you just want to know what they like. But we say I don't mind because we feel, oh, that's just easy. You know, I won't, uh, I won't risk saying something that might be awkward or difficult or I don't want to come across as needy. So yeah, I'll just say I don't mind. But you are not allowing yourself to um, show, really. And people pleasers will often do things to ingratiate themselves with others in the hope of being liked or gaining respect. So they might do extra favors they might offer to help much more regularly than other people they might be very reliable when you're organizing things you know they're because 
they want to ensure their place in in the tribe and to make sure that they become sort of invaluable and uh, that people are grateful for them. The issue is that if you are someone who is often the, the one who does the favours, often the one who helps out, you are at risk of being taken for granted, okay? And then when you are taken for granted, that is not very nice. You feel disrespected, uh, you can get quite cross and resentful. And I've talked before, the, the, the antidote to being taken for granted is to say no, is to, is to be discerning about when you want to offer help or when you do favours. If you do it all the time, whether you want to or not, eventually it has the, the reverse of the effect that you were looking for and people will just sort of stop noticing you and just assume that you'll be there to help out. And you will be taken for granted, which, you know, another word is you might feel like a doormat or a pushover. So watch out for that one. If you find yourself offering to help, not because you want to, but because you feel you ought or you feel that the other person will uh, like you or be grateful of you. Another people pleasing trait is not asking for anything for yourself. Okay, so not asking for help, for assistance, not reaching out. And if you ever do, you will give the other person just a million opportunities to say no. So do you find yourself saying only if that's completely okay? No worries if not. Are you sure? Is that okay? Are you sure? And you almost keep asking until the person has said, actually, it is a bit difficult. I don't want to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's um, you ask for help, but you sort of don't expect it, or you feel so incredibly awkward asking or inconveniencing someone in any way that you give them so many opportunities to say no, just so that you're a hundred percent sure that you are not annoying them, which I think is probably quite annoying in itself, isn't it? So you know, you are allowed to ask for help. What about? not being able to say no. So that's one of my favourite subjects. But if you can't say no, or you find it excruciating or difficult, or you feel rude, that is a people-pleasing trait. Or maybe you say yes, even when the answer is no, because you just can't bear disappointing someone. But what happens? You disappoint yourself. So you know, I get it. I know that saying no can make you feel extremely rude. And there's always that sort of fear of what is the other person going to say? Are they going to kind of lash out at me? Or are they going to question me? Or um, they're not going to listen. They're going to ask me something else that I also don't want to do. And it's just all awkward and terrible. But you, when you do that, it means you're willing to disappoint yourself rather than disappoint someone else. And what I know is through my own life and the work I do with my clients is that the discomfort of saying no absolutely pays dividends for the future. And almost every time someone pushes themselves and endures a little bit of discomfort of saying no to a request, they are always grateful 
that they did it in the future. You know, your future you will be so grateful that you put yourself first at the you know and risked disappointing someone else. It always works. Okay, and and like saying no. What about when you do agree to do something? you're secretly cross with the other person for even asking you. So you've said yes, but you feel really resentful and you're annoyed. Like, why are they asking me this? Now, I think this is a real red flag, actually, because if you feel like this, you really need to master the art of saying no. Saying yes and then feeling annoyed with the person afterwards, you might as well have just said no. You know, you don't want that resentful energy to be building up inside you. Um, The other person doesn't deserve that because you said yes to them, you know. You said yes, but you, you, you think they should have somehow known, have known that you wouldn't want to do this. And, you know, you're suffering and it could all have been alleviated just by being honest and saying no so so, you know so often I hear that um, people say that they should have just known why didn't they know how I was feeling why didn't they know to stop asking me these things it's like they don't know they don't know until you say and the only way to say is to say no or to be honest about what you're feeling okay so saying yes out of obligation and then being annoyed with the other person is something that I think is quite easy to uh, fix and it's a good place to drop to start dropping your people-pleasing traits if you find yourself doing that and how about you feeling mortified if someone found you irritating so that is another thing that people pleasers go to great lengths to avoid they do not want to be annoying irritating Uh, the one who's rocking the boat and is your mantra don't make a fuss okay now I had this drilled into me as a child you know sort of where I guess when I was um, maybe misbehaving or being slightly annoying stop making a fuss but it was it was also in terms of perhaps stating my needs or complaining about something or standing up for myself it would be like don't make a fuss. You know, you don't want to be one of those people who is those irritating people who's always got questions or who's always moaning about something. That is how it was pitched to me that sharing a preference, stating what your needs are, asking for something slightly different or stating that something doesn't work for you was viewed as making a fuss. And I now see that, of course, if you uh, want a child who is uh quiet easy to deal with you don't want them to make a fuss you don't want to be answering questions the whole time you don't want them asking for different things and i know that this is generational and has come down through um uh, my parents parents and and probably farther back than that so i'm not i'm not blaming my parents here i know that this is probably a way that people with uh, not much time and big families had to get by to manage their day-to-day lives But we can see this now, we can see this and we can see the effect and we get to undo that generational patterning, okay? So if your mantra or if you can feel somewhere in your body that you have been programmed to don't make a fuss, that is a huge people-pleasing trait and it's, it's something that I have worked 
to reverse and it's something that I work with with my clients quite a lot as well um, because we have years of that conditioning to undo and we can undo it and live a life of freedom once it's gone and what about standing up for yourself do you find that hard or even impossible some people find it impossible to stand up for themselves it's just too awkward it's too awkward to stand up to someone who is maybe more aggressive or overbearing or dominant than you are so an alpha male or an alpha female that just feels far too much you just let them get away with what they've done perhaps some bad behavior or something that has negatively impacted you you find it hard to stand up and say hey hang on that did not work for me I I, you know I want an apology or something like that Do you find that very hard or impossible? Because that is also a people-pleasing trait. They're not able to advocate for themselves or to speak up when something has happened to them which is not okay. So, as I said at the beginning, you know, it's not bad to be a people-pleaser. You know, you're not being unkind or awful The only person people-pleasing is bad for is you. Because often what you're trying to achieve, albeit subconsciously, the the, the acceptance and the appreciation and the, the being accepted into a group, sometimes it doesn't work. And it definitely doesn't work for you because when you don't honour your own needs and preferences, your well-being suffers. And also people don't like you for being yourself. I mean, of course, everybody likes it much better when you're agreeable and you go along with things and you always say yes. But their real, real problems can arise if you do this chronically and uh, you will end up having resentment building up And the fear of not being liked for being yourself and stating your preferences and your needs. If people don't like you for being yourself, then they are not your people. And when you do mask those needs and those preferences, you end up living a secret life with a facade where nobody really knows what you want or like. And that's something that you keep to yourself you know you have this kind of closet life in a way you know and feel that people don't really know you and you you couldn't really share what you really thought or or wanted and people pleasing eventually you just end up becoming exhausted and taken for granted and full of resentment and sometimes you may have noticed this yourself little bits of resentment you know you can let them go over time but they can build up and you know explode like a volcano and that is why some people who seem very agreeable on the surface occasionally have outbursts of rage because they're not addressing the little bits that contribute to that rage as they arise they bottle it up okay All right, well, I hope that has been interesting for you. Please do pop over to the Self-Belief House on Telegram, which is my free community for podcast listeners, and let me know what your main takeaway was. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, that's all from me today, and I look forward to be back in your ears soon.